Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. First, let's begin the Sour Z News with the worst decisions in movie history. Yeah, uh, there's some doozies on this list. Um, the number one, we'll just go ahead and start there because it's so mind-blowing. I don't think I knew this before because this is a very old movie. It's from 1956. It's The Conqueror. It starred John Wayne, who's a very white guy, as the Asian warlord Genghis Khan. And they filmed it at nuclear testing sites in Utah. Oh, geez. 41% of the crew ended up getting cancer in the following decades. 21% of them died from it, including John Wayne. While it cannot be proven that they got the cancer from working on the movie, I mean, it seems pretty darn suspect. Well, there, I'm sure there was a higher incident rate. Yeah. If you're, if you're messing around in a nuclear testing site... You might pick up something. Probably not the best filming location. Having said that, though, John Wayne was also a heavy smoker. Yes, that's true. All right, number two is Burt Reynolds turning down James Bond, The Godfather, Star Wars, Pretty Woman, and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. That's a lot of movies yeah, to turn down. Wow. <laughs> Great movies, classics. Yeah, yeah. Blockbuster turned down an offer to buy Netflix for $50 million in 2000. Okay, I remember hearing that, and... The story went one of when when Netflix founders flew to Dallas to meet with Blockbuster executives, uh-huh. both of the companies were in trouble. And Blockbuster had the chance. They thought, you know, let's team up. Yeah. Like we as could, partner. We could really each other. Yeah. And uh Blockbuster turned them down. We kind of make our pitch to them. They go, we think there is great synergy here. We could run your online business. You'd run the stores. This would be a great combination. But they finally said, so what do you think we should pay for you? And I remember, but he goes like $50 million. I swear they were all kind of holding a laugh in because they found that so ridiculous. I remember sitting there going, oh God, now we're going to have to kick their ass. <laughs> you know what the best part is? <laughs> yeah. You know what the best part is. Yeah, that's Netflix yeah. co-founder and former CEO Mark Randolph talking about that meeting. And uh, you can find that from the 2020 documentary Netflix versus the world. It's actually free on YouTube. But that that's $50 million dollars could have turned into billions. The Netflix movie is on YouTube. That's just kind of funny. Right. All right. So Will Smith slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars was number three. Number no, that's number four. Blockbuster was three. Okay, four is Will Smith. Five is Matt Damon turned down Avatar, including 10% on the back end. He would have made $250 million on the deal. Wow. Wow. The movie Roar uses real untrained lions. Mm. Pretty much every member of the cast and crew got attacked at some point, including Melanie Griffith, who was in her 20s at the time. She was almost scalped and needed 50 stitches. Oh, oh gosh. gosh. I know it. 
So let's see. Other notables. MGM gets teenage Judy Garland hooked on drugs so she could do the Wizard of Oz. With 18-hour shooting days, they gave her downers to help her sleep and amphetamines to wake her up. She became an addict and died at 47. I hated that. Mm, right. I know. I couldn't even finish that movie where Renee Zellweger played Judy Garland called Judy. Yeah. I couldn't even finish it. Heartbreaking. Have it you was watched some of the old film of her, like in, in some of her final appearances, when she'd show up like on the mm -hmm. Ed Sullivan show or like those variety talk shows or whatnot and just what a mess she was in those finals. Well, she did those residencies in London where she was just going to sing and dance and do all the fun and yeah. it just, she couldn't even, they would literally have to get her out of her hotel room. Right. Like pull her out and throw her on stage. Terribly sad. Yeah. yeah. Number 16, Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, oh. we agree with <laughs> that. <laughs> Number 21, Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway are handed the wrong envelope while announcing Best Picture at the 2017 Oscars. Oh, I forgot about that. That was a class. The Academy Award for Best Picture. You're awesome. <laughs> Come on. La La Land. Thank you. Thank you all. Um, thank you to the Academy. Thank you to... Oh, I'm sorry. No. There's a, this, there's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. This is not a joke. I'm afraid they read the wrong thing. This is not a joke. Moonlight has won Best Picture. Moonlight. Best Picture. I'm going to be really proud to hand this to my friends from Moonlight. Warren, what did you do? I wanted to tell you what happened. I opened the envelope and it said Emma Stone, La La Land. That's why I took such a long look at Faye. I wasn't trying to be funny. <laughs> wow, this is... This um, is Moonlight, the best picture. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, what a screw up, you know, and they have that accounting firm price waterhouse cooper or whatever yeah. whatever they call oh, yeah. it that's supposed to keep that stuff straight and under lock and key and uh yeah i mean it, it wasn't warren Beatty's fault or faye dunaway's fault they were simply handed the wrong envelope yeah and he looks at it and was like he was kind of confused they didn't quite get it but whatever this is the envelope that they gave us so yeah. may as well just go with it and yeah that's yeah. what happened yeah that was messed up howard the duck Remember that movie? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It was technically the first ever Marvel movie. Came out in 1986. George Lucas was a producer and it was just awful. So Huge it made bomb. the list. Yeah. Who's the, I forget the actress uh, who was. Jen, uh, and you, you like her, don't you? Yeah. She's the one from cute. Back to the Future. Yes. She played the mom. Yeah. Oh, Leah Thompson. That's, That's it. it. I was yeah. trying to remember. I could see her face. Right. American Beauty wins Best Picture in 1999. In retrospect, it's really kind of a dark, ugly, and gross movie. So there were a lot of other films they say were better that year. And probably, I mean, Will Smith makes the list again. He turned down The Matrix and Django Unchained. Huh. And, and the worst part is... Oh, he, yeah, Jamie Foxx was in that. Right. He passed on The Matrix to make Wild Wild West. Oh, and bummer. And that was a bad. Oh, it was bad. Oh. I know, was I was thinking bad. when you were talking about Matt Damon, I'm like, what was he working on? What was he doing? That he said no to Avatar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, was he writing something incredible or... They just not like the script? Or were they like, you know, we're going to do several sequels of this and he's like, no. That's too much of a commitment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of movies where... I could see as an actor, you're looking at the script and you're thinking, 
wow, like this has a lot of promise and potential. Yeah. Like I love the storyline. I would really enjoy performing in this role. And then, you know, you do it, but maybe the director's not right or it's not coming out the way you would envision. Or it up in post. Yeah, or, or just the public doesn't respond the way that you thought they were going to respond. That's got to be really hard. Yeah. Because <laughs> you still got to go out and promote it. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing if you're like Kevin Costner or Will Smith or someone who, you know, have enough good movies under their belt that it's not a huge economic, it's not a career ender for them. Right. But right. at least they can look back and say, well, it didn't make a lot of money, but I had fun making it. That was a good one. Yeah. We got to take a quick break. Coming up, how you can sleep in Shrek Swamp. And people are buying emotional support dolls now after watching Barbie. <laughs> As your news continues. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. feel confident on your second date with help from the plastic surgery group schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. All right. So how fun does this sound? Somebody recreated Shrek's Swamp in the Scottish Highlands and you can rent it out for three nights stay in October. Really? It's an Airbnb, and they're offering it up for a two-night stay for up to three guests. But it's just this one weekend only, October 27th to the 29th. I've seen pictures of it. It looks really cool. It looks just like it. It looks just like it. Booking opens October 13th. And if you're lucky enough to get it, you can relax by, quote, earwax candlelight and enjoy a nice parfait. In the morning, you get waffles. Oh, yeah, of course you do. In the morning, I'm getting waffles. Yep. I heard that Donkey is there, too, to greet you. Like How he's, perfect. He's like the host of it. Isn't it, that hilarious? It looks incredible. I know. It is super cool. Oh, I got to admit. Huh. I don't know what it's going to cost you, but it'll be more than a penny. Wow. And you have to, you, the, the book, the, your flight and all of that business is mm. not included. So you'll have to go to Scotland. You got to get yourself there. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool, though. Yeah, that is pretty neat. Very realistic looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw something similar once at the... Oh, gosh, I forget. Was it the Las Vegas Hilton? This is a million years ago. It's not there anymore, but uh, Star Trek The Next Generation was, you know, the big Star Trek franchise at the time. Mm -hmm. And they recreated a Star Trek experience that when I read about it, it sounded cool, but I went into it thinking it's like... You know, it's kind of like the Back to the Future ride. It's fun when they turn the lights off, but yeah. it's not like you're looking at it aesthetically. You're not really immersed in it yeah. until they shut the lights off. Mm -hmm. And then it's sort of like a holographic recreation. So I went in with pretty low expectations. 
And when I went into this thing, it was mind blowing how real it was. Yeah. Like it was to scale. Mm-hmm. And they didn't miss one detail, like everything down to the noise of the instruments and the equipment and the hum of the ship was exactly as you would watch it on television. It's yeah. amazing. You yeah. just, and you didn't feel like you were on a set. Right. You felt like you were on the ship. Right. And it was so well done. And then I, I don't think it's there anymore, but I never forgot that. Like, I wonder where that, because somebody built that and constructed it. So right. is it sitting in a warehouse somewhere or did they Good tear question. it down? Well, I'll tell you, the Star Wars, the whole setup at Disney is mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. And they put you, you, you have an interactive experience. Like, you get captured by... Yeah. It's in Hollywood Studios, right? Yes, you get captured by the Empire. Yes, and you have to, you're going to save everybody. (laughs) It's it's so cool. It's really, you feel like you're in the movie. Wow, that's great. It is. It's super cool. I highly recommend Star Wars fans everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, they wrote a book about the the history of Airplane, the movie, the, the famous classic comedy movie that came out in 1979. I haven't seen that in forever, but. Yeah. So if you're a fan of that movie, like you can read everything there is to know about the making of that movie in this new book called Surely You Can't Be Serious, The True History of Airplane. I am and don't call me Shirley, right? Exactly. That's the line. (laughs) Well, David Zucker, Jim Abrams, and Jerry Zucker tell the story of how David Letterman's agent forced him to audition for the movie. Oh, God, David, that's funny. you need to do this. This is an opportunity for you. I think you could be really great in it. It's it's for good to get you out there. Leslie, what's his face for his part, I'm assuming? Who is the actor? Oh, the great uh, oh Leslie Nielsen. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they liked him a lot, but realized <laughs> he couldn't act. Right. And he even admitted it once on his show. This is him playing the audition clip while those guys were guests on his show. Ted, you got a telegram this morning from headquarters. Headquarters? What is it? It's a big building where the officers meet. But that's not important right now. You're taking all the blame for what happened on that raid was a pretty courageous thing to do. Was it? Because of my mistake, six men didn't come back from that raid. Seven. Lieutenant Zip died this morning. Dr. Chandler says you'll be out in a week. Isn't that wonderful? I wish I could say the same thing for George Zip. You know, maybe maybe if I'd have gotten the part, that movie would have made some money. <laughs> Which is very funny because the movie did make a lot of money. But that Letterman clip was in 1982. So he pretty much let his audience know early on he had no interest in doing movies. Wow. Yeah. Fun, I mean, funny dude and, and great like a sketch comedy. The few times he did it, but yeah. that wasn't his platform. Not his, not his thing. You, you know, you thing. can't be good at everything. Oh, you can't be good at it. No, no, you can't be good at everything. It's I wonder when he's going to do a new season of his show where he interviews everybody. It's been a bit. It's been a while since he did that. My next guest needs no introduction. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's got, what, two seasons under his belt yeah. so far? I haven't watched them all. Like, I, that's something I'm like, oh, I'll watch that one. And I loved the one with him and Cardi B. If you have not watched him interview Cardi B, it's hilarious. Yeah, and, I haven't disliked any of them. Yeah. They're really well done. But I think that's kind of his deal. Like, he 
gets to take his time and whenever he wants. Right. Because he wants them to be quality, so he doesn't mm-hmm. want to yeah. rush it out just to put something up. Yeah. Well, ever since Barbie came out, there's been a trend on TikTok of adults filming themselves picking out and buying Barbie dolls for themselves. It's basically for emotional support and to fulfill their inner child. People are also buying them for loved ones who might not have had one as a kid. I tore, I cut the hair off of all of mine and I would pull their heads off just to see if I could get the head to shove back in. Oh, so you got the weird Barbies. That's me. It was always hard getting the head back on. It was. I do remember having to take it to you. You have to take it to your parent often and be like, will you put her head back on? Please do that. (laughs) And I kept, I I could just remember turning the legs because they could never get the leg to go right up next to the ear. The leg always kind of, you know, went out in a big Y shape Mm -hmm. instead. And I would try to get it. Up next to the ear, because, you know, in real life, that's the way your leg goes. So according to a psychology professor, it's a good thing and can have positive mental health effects. They say it can prevent depression and build optimism and confidence. I have two friends, man. One of them, God, he has just massive amounts of Barbies and he would make clothes for them. And I mean, each one of them had their own theme and they were over the top. And people would just go crazy. He had a whole room in his house. Was it Bobby Mackey? No, it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) But people would like want to go and see his Barbies because they were so amazing. Somebody you know? Does he design clothes for humans or just dolls? Just dolls as far as I know. Hmm. He lives in San Francisco now. But um, yeah, I mean, just it would be like, wow, you did this? Cool. Uh, you guys, you've heard of the There I Ruined It guy who reimagines certain songs and, you know, reproduces them in kind of different, unique ways. Well, he imagined what the Red Hot Chili Peppers would sound like to people who don't like the band. <laughs> and he used the riff from Snow Heyo and added mostly made up lyrics, but. If you hate the Red Hot Chili Peppers, you decide. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.